This is the podcast for the journal Genetics and Medicine, published by The Nature Publishing Group. It's the official peer-reviewed journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics. I'm Cynthia Graber. Cystic fibrosis is a disease caused by a variety of mutations in one particular gene. Originally, it had been thought that the disease occurred nearly exclusively among Caucasians, though that has since been proven incorrect. The diagnostic tests that have been used to diagnose cystic fibrosis have been based on causative mutations identified in European and Asian populations, mainly European populations. So the tools that were used to make the diagnosis were not adapted to people of African origin. So a lot of them came up negative, and so it was thought that the, the disease was not present. But in fact, it was present. It's just the wrong tool was used for the diagnosis. Michael Pepper is the director of the Institute for Cellular and Molecular Medicine at South Africa's University of Pretoria. Cystic fibrosis is also often misdiagnosed because symptoms resemble other diseases, such as the more common communicable tuberculosis. Cheryl Stewart is a postdoctoral fellow in his lab. So I think one of the most obvious results of not being able to diagnose the patients accurately is that you're diagnosing them much later. And when patients are diagnosed later, then you expect them to be hospitalized more. Uh, They have worse lung function, they have worse cognitive function, they have worse nutritional status. So when you diagnose your, when you misdiagnose patients or when patients receive a delayed diagnosis, their life expectancy is dramatically shortened and the quality of life that they experience is also significantly worse. Your HIV positive patients, you expect them in South Africa at any rate to live to be 63 and your CF patients from a place like Canada, they're living to be about 50, but your South African CF patients, you're expecting them to live to to be about 20 years old. So there's that significant disparity in life expectancy among the patient groups. Early diagnosis could lead to early interventions and a better quality of care, as well as longer life expectancy. So in order to understand the genetics of cystic fibrosis in Africa, The two undertook a review of all the literature published on the genetics of cystic fibrosis in all of Africa. They found a number of variants in the gene that causes cystic fibrosis. So we found 79 in total. I think one of the interesting things is the fact that of that 79, 21 of the variants that we found were unique to the continent, which goes back to the idea that African genomes have unparalleled genetic diversity when compared to the other populations in the world, and that there are variants that you'll find in African genomes that you won't find anywhere else on the planet. This demonstrates that not only is there great variety in the mutations that cause cystic fibrosis in Africa, but that a large percentage of them are unique to Africans. And so current diagnostic tools will simply miss those patients. Michael Pepper says there are a number of public health steps that can be taken, such as the creation of patient registries. The creation of registries is absolutely critical. So you know who in the country is affected and you can follow these patients. And you can also use the registries then to design diagnostic tools. In this case, it would be exome sequencing, and you'd, you'd look out for particular variants uh, if you were in a position to, to do exome sequencing. And as um, Cheryl has pointed out uh, in the review, I think, there are different classes of mutations and new therapies being designed around the different mutation classes. So... Um, the registry and the knowledge of the variant will then also help you to specifically direct these new forms of treatment to specific classes of the disease. Having done all the things that Prof has outlined, it's also important uh, that we establish, as far as is possible, CF treatment centers, because once you've identified CF patients, they only benefit from an early diagnosis if you then commence treatment as soon as possible. And as Prof has pointed out, if you have CF at a low prevalence in a particular country, 
then you might want to attempt to have the patients from that country being managed by a CF center in a neighboring country if that neighboring country had a higher prevalence and thus would require the establishment of a CF center. While it's true that cystic fibrosis does not affect as many people as HIV and tuberculosis in Africa, early diagnosis will not only lead to improved life expectancy and quality of life, but it'll actually save money as well. So the sooner you can recognize it and get in and make an early diagnosis, the easier it is to manage the disease over over the long term. So our argument in terms of um, a public health policy around genetic disorders, and particularly monogenic disorders like CF, is based on um, principles of of health economics. It's just cheaper to do it properly in the beginning. If you leave patients for too long, then you end up with very costly, costly problems down the line. A statistic in support of what Prof is saying is using Dutch registered data. They calculated that if you are able to diagnose a CF patient through a newborn screening program and then start them on treatment in a CF center, that you save in excess of a million euros over the life of that patient. Both say that their research highlights the importance of the study of genetics and genomics in Africa. Because a lot of the genomic research that's been done has been done on European genomes, just as Prof says, to raise awareness that we also need to make a similar effort for African genomes because we have this diversity and because we are, we can reasonably expect to find variants that you're not going to see in other parts of the world. And so when you're making a diagnosis for an African patient, it'd be best if you're basing that information on African data so that there will be less of a disparity between what your test is able to detect and what's actually present in the population. We'd like to lead with CF, but there are a lot of other monogenic disorders to which the same principles could be applied. And so a clear public health policy on monogenic disorders or genetic disorders in general um, is something that that is needed and would certainly serve the, the African population very well. Genetics and Medicine is the official peer-reviewed journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics and is published by The Nature Publishing Group. I'm Cynthia Graber.